Hello and welcome to the PropTech Hot Seat on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we explore trends and technologies driving innovation across the built environment. This show is brought to you in partnership with PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors and indeed for industry leaders. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by returning guest in the PropTech Hot Seat today, uh, Ralph Montague, Director of ArcDocs and co-founder of the BIM Coordinator Summit. Ralph, you're very welcome back. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Carol. Great to be back with you and and um, Ralph, we are we are broadcasting five years this month, and I'm sure in each of those five years you have joined us to give us an update on BIM technologies and where BIM is um in terms of digital adoption of uh, across the construction industry. But for people who might not be familiar, let's take it back a step. You might just uh, remind our audience, ArcDocs, what it is that you and your team do. Yeah. Well, I suppose um, to give you a bit of my own background, I'm an architect and I've been practicing for 30 years in the industry. And, and I've seen over that period the the evolution, I suppose, of the way information is produced and used through the industry. And obviously, BIM became a big part of that maybe 15 years ago when we started ArcDocs. Um, we set up the, a specialist consultancy to help the industry embrace these technologies so um to to move away from paper-based processes to digital processes and uh, so that's what we've been doing for the last 15 years is helping clients helping other architects and engineers and contractors to to understand these processes to embrace these these ways of working in their own business and particularly when they work together and collaborate on projects um, so that's our core business. I mean, it's it's advisory services and and also part of it is training and support, helping upskilling people uh, to to work in these ways. So that's that's our core business. And um, and Ralph, I can remember in one of our very first conversations, um, you quoted a figure of a very low figure of somewhere around eight percent of the industry was adopting um. Uh, BIM and and uh, and other similar technologies, and it's a figure we're always trying to for MMC Ireland. We're always trying to calculate the figure um uh, that of digital adoption within the industry in Ireland, in the hope of being able to almost benchmark that against global um not just UK and Europe, but also kind of global performance uh for real estate and building performance to see where is the Irish industry in terms of its digital journey? You know, where is it? And you're never as optimistic as I am. So I think I might I, I might be surrounded. You know, I, I'm a little bit, um, uh, my, my thinking is coloured because I tend to be surrounded by the people who are embracing innovation and technology. And you're never as enthusiastic as I am or, or as optimistic when, when we're trying to benchmark where Ireland is. But I'm going to ask this question coming in as we start 2024, uh, how is the industry in Ireland doing, uh, first of all, and then how is that in comparison to the rest of the world? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I'm not optimistic. I'm, I'm always a positive and optimistic person. It's just uh, maybe I'm a bit realistic as well. And it's, um, well, there's no figure. I can't give you a percentage because obviously there's, there hasn't been any definitive studies of, of, of the industry recently anyway. But I would say in general, Ireland is well positioned 
I mean, the there's a portion of the sector that is very good at what they do, and uh, and they you know there's there's a portion of the the projects that are being done in Ireland that are using BIM and using digital processes, and um, you know and and doing it in the way that's best in class. I mean, they would compete with the rest of the world, but the, but that doesn't represent the whole industry <laughs> in Ireland. So. Uh, you know, and the the majority of the the industry, let's just say, um, are probably still using old school, outdated paper based processes. You know, and um, so you know, so it's almost like we have a two tier system. I mean, there's people working on brilliant projects, doing brilliant things, and then we have a a whole cohort of of people that, uh, you know, when you say the word BIM, they they think, well, what is that? Like that's is that board Ishkamara, the fishery fisheries board? What do you what are you talking talking about? Yeah, so so um, it's I, interesting. I, I, I just recognise that there's yeah. this, this this dual um, relationship. But in in terms of Ireland's progress, obviously the in in twenty was it twenty eighteen the the National BIM Council of Ireland published its report about the digital transition. You know, and that let's say. Uh, went to influence the, the the Office of Public Procurement, who set up a construction sector group um, with all the, the key stakeholders, and um, they they set up a, a group under that with PJ Rudden, the um, I can't remember the exact name, but it's like the Innovation Group, the Construction and, uh, Sector Group. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and um, and out of that, there's a number of initiatives and projects that came out, and one of them was the 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 build digital project, which was a mm -hmm. a, a project but supported by government to to set up a a research center to to help the industry basically, and um, so that's I think that build digital project it's in its maybe second or third year, I'm not quite sure, but yeah, so Ireland is progressing, and they are. Doing things, the government announced, re-announced. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been a bit funny because the government announced in 2018 that they were going to make BIM mandatory, mm -hmm. um, and then then nothing happened. Um, and then, of course, we had COVID, and uh, everything went on the back burner. Um, but they re-announced their commitment last July to to implement a BIM mandate, and so. That mandate is, has kicked in now, so it started in this January. Mm -hmm. And so all public projects uh, going forward will use BIM. Now, they're starting in January with projects of 100 million plus, and then, you know, they'll, over the four-year period, they will uh, implement it, and eventually every all public work in Ireland will be done through BIM. And it, but it's not just not just about BIM. It's also about how you measure costs and sustainability because those are obviously the big, the big drivers in Europe is uh, productivity and, um, and, and sustainability. But so, um, Ralph, even with hmm. that timeline there, you know, and, and um, starting in January, four years uh, to get to this uh, actually encompassing all uh, PPP projects, that's still putting us what twelve years behind the UK government. I, I mean, has enough been done to drive? this at um i suppose at a state level at a governmental level well see i don't work for the state so i, I can't really speak <laughs> what happens behind the closed doors of of government but um 
there's not a much there's not much visibility to the public of what the mm -hmm. government's doing. You know, so I mean the the structure of procurement in in Ireland is is it, you have the OGP and they sort of set the the rules through the capital works management framework and um but then each of the the individual departments like the department of housing the department of education transport etc is required to to carry out the those rules uh, individually so it, it's it's hard to tell as an outsider whether the government have a con sort of a, con a collaborative effort or if the, if the government is just just saying, look, we're implementing this mandate and it's up to you guys to figure it out. I, I suspect it's the second one because that's kind of an Irish way of doing things. It's just say, look, this regulation's coming in, you guys figure it out. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. Uh, uh, look, this industry has shown itself willing and capable of leveling up yeah. when it needs to. Yeah. And I think you, you describe it very well when you describe almost like a dual or a two-tier uh pace of adoption that be, and it's one thing that we've touched on here in recent months as well particularly in the context of construction technology that actually the gap between those who are doing it well those who are you know you describe them as that portion of the sector that, that are very good at delivering projects and the projects they're doing um are BIM enabled but they're best in class in, in many different ways but the gap that's that's emerging between those who are delivering at a best in class standard and those who aren't. I mean, is there a danger that 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 gap is widening to the extent that uh, some of the traditional players just won't be able to compete for public projects? Absolutely. I mean, that that's a real it's a real danger for individual companies who who are not thinking about this or not thinking ahead, like. I think um, I don't know if I'm sure you've noticed this in other areas, but the 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 pace at which technology adopts is is rapidly increasing. So it's mm -hmm. you know you might think, oh, don't worry, we've got five years to sort this out. I mean, if you look at last year and how AI came into the market, now AI is nothing new. You know, it's been there for many years, but just suddenly in one year, you know, everybody is talking about AI, and you know, some people still see it as a novelty. Uh, you know, like something you can play with at home or something, but but other people are sort of building business um, opportunities around it and rapidly increasing their productivity to the extent that nobody will be able to compete with them. Um, yeah. You know, so while some people are still looking at drawings in paper formats, you know, um, taking like two three hours to to interrogate something, other people have connected all their data to a GPT and they ask they're literally talking to their building like they asking yeah. their building questions like yeah. <laughs> in, yeah, in, in minutes and the person who's dealing in the second way can't compete at all with yeah. the person the, the person who's dealing in this in, in, in a, techno a technology enabled way so you know I, but that gap look we know that gap is established but um, I suppose yeah. what I'm really interested in is how the industry is rising up to that um you know we work across um uh, with organizations like MMC Ireland and PropTech Ireland and other community based initiatives that are really driving forward they're driving the industry so they're not just responding to regulatory changes they're not just responding to um governmental mandates and and guidelines they're actually 
positively and proactively driving change. They want to see this uh, best in class. They want to use the best technologies. You know, one thing, something we've acknowledged in the past when we're differentiating between crop tech and construction technology um, is that actually the construction industry has always been better to embrace solutions if they can genuinely help with tight margins. So if they can, if they're shown to increase productivity, if they're shown to decrease costs, if they're shown to to improve safety standards, if they're shown that that uh, new technologies can actually help them hit new ESG metrics, you know, because you're touching on it very well there that actually it's not just around cost that you do have almost like that, that two-currency approach to construction, in the words of Bryn Griffiths in Turner and Townsend, he called it the, the two currencies, essentially, of construction. It's cash and carbon. And data is what is, is what unifies those and actually helps make those targets achievable. So we know the construction industry will rise up. But how are you um, through, well, say, the, the BIM Summit, bringing people together? Yeah. Well, I've come on to that because that's, to me, that's always been the surprise is that the discussion is in the in, in the construction industry, but the construction industry is involved in a very short period of, of a real estate property's life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. two two to five years is, is basically its involvement. Um, and then, you know, then it goes on to uh, people who maintain and operate uh, these assets for 20, 30 years. I've always been surprised that the people who have a longer term interest in physical assets don't have a, a more um, you know, determined uh, view about the information that's behind those assets. And um, and so I suppose what we try to do, what we try to do in the last few years, build up a community to try and bring in people from outside the construction industry to the conversation. So clients, mm -hmm. um, sort of the, what, what I call pre-planning consultants, people like conscious surveyors and project managers, and you know, people who always sort of seemed on the on the fringes of the discussion of technology, um, ESG, sustainability consultants, you know, like health and safety consultants, uh, building operators, facilities managers, those kinds of people who we're always outside the discussion, but who rely completely on information. Like you can't, you can't do a calculation about the carbon content of a building without the information. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, now I would it, say though, Ralph, genuinely, there's a huge concerted effort. Maybe not so much in Ireland, but certainly across the the EU. There's a new uh, oh, yeah. EU building innovation network, uh, EU bin, and uh, they're behind bringing together innovators, solution providers and the industry together from across uh, Europe. Um, and and uh, actually, at the moment, it's worth pointing out to anybody listening in who is developing a solution, the Global ESG Awards, which um, the European Building Innovation Network is behind. That's the inaugural uh, Global ESG Awards are actually happening in 2024. Um, the applications are open right now and they're going to be open until the 31st of uh, January. And the winners will be announced at MIPIM in Cannes in 2024, uh, in March 2024. So there, there's, there is definitely an effort to bring all of this data together uh, yeah, for, the, more than for building like performance. The European Commission... Hmm fully understand the connection between 
digital and and climate change like in the green deal uh, in all the policy that's coming out of europe um the regulations everything is driving towards the digitization and productivity i mean when it, if you look at it from a european point of view europe can't compete with the rest of the world on labor costs so it's got the most expensive labor uh, in the world, so the only way we can compete is in, in being more productive with the labor, and mm -hmm. that and that's where technology it comes in. But also in terms of climate change, yeah, we can't keep building the same way we have for the last whatever hundred years because the construction industry produces more than forty percent of the CO two emissions. Um, it uses forty percent of the energy. It uses <laughs> it, it, yeah. it wastes. 20% of the raw material. So it's, you, you know, you can't continue like that. And Europe understands that fully. So, um, I mean, and, and not a lot of people are aware, particularly in Ireland, of what's coming down the track mm. from a European perspective. For instance, the construction product regulations in Europe are changing. And basically, you have to, every material will have a digital product passport associated with it so, so you won't be able to buy or sell a material without digital information about it under the regulation in in europe um you know the i think just this january the the european union have implemented some directives around sustainability reporting and due diligence and um you know obviously those directives are aimed at at uh, larger organizations but in in our industry, the the activity of large organizations always involves a whole group of smaller organizations. So, a, a small organization looking at these directors might say, "Well, we don't. It doesn't affect us because we we're not that big." But if you work for a big organization, you'll have to feed into their their reporting. <laughs> so yeah. um, you're not going to get away with it. You, you're working with uh, pieces of paper anymore. Everything's going to be data and everything's going to be analyzed um and 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 also the value i think um property value at the moment people see property value as something the value in the physical property but people don't value the information but there's never been a piece of property that's been developed without information like the, there's no building like you've got a lovely picture behind you there but none of those buildings have been built without information. You can't mm -hmm. build a building without information, and none of those buildings can operate without information. Like you, so there is a value. It just hasn't been determined to the digital information that that supports both the the delivery and the operations of uh, physical real estate, and and I think people are beginning to realize that 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 value and 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 putting value on it and. Um, well, I, I think that's something that has uh, been done. Like you're right when you talk about maybe the the, the lack of joined up thinking between um, when a building is going from, say, it's a capital delivery phase to, to then being occupied and how it's performing over the lifetime. But actually, not just through legislation um, and, and funding, uh, following actually some of the reporting requirements now that actually we are seeing that change. But I think... The construction industry and the real estate industry have not been very good at talking to each other. One builds a product for the other to either, you know, buy, sell, manage, lease. Um, 
but they haven't been very good at sharing information. So uh, at one point after construction, it's closed off and then it's handed over. And then the real estate sector almost has to build a library about that particular building from scratch. And that's a waste of time, resources, but you're losing, as you said, the, the, the valuable information. But is there a, is there a bridge there? Like, do, is BIM the bridge that will take it from construction to using the same data to actually be able to manage this uh, throughout the life cycle of the building? Well, information is the bridge. Mm -hmm. um, BIM is just a, a digitization of the information. So, like, so information isn't new. Like, as I said, even the pyramids were constructed with information. Like the, the pyramids didn't just appear. There was communication and exchange of information that resulted in in that work being done. So information mm -hmm. is the bridge. Um, what's happened with information over time is that technologies have digitized that information from stone tablets to you know ink on parchment to paper to pencils to CAD, you know, like the, the, the technologies of producing and communicating or exchanging information have evolved over time. So BIM BIM is just that that the where we are in terms of that involvement. Um yeah, and it will go further. I mean we so there's we we are at a stage now where people are connecting that information to phys, to the physical through sensors and IOT devices and you know they they're coming up with what they're calling the calling the digital twin. So there's a there's a a real connection between the physical and the digital uh, in the digital twin idea, and um, and people are also beginning to connect the data to to values. So the the the, the property value uh, which is held at the moment in paper documents or contracts and whatever. Will be digitized. So the your know, digital ledgers is is what people are talking about for the last few years, where every real asset has a a digital token of of value uh, on a public ledger that everybody can see and appreciate and uh, trade, etc. So, but the bridge between all these things, uh, all these fascinating ideas, is the information. So. BIM isn't the problem is, and the reason why we started this community is, BIM has always been on the on the the niche on the outside as as if it's a nice to do thing, you know, if you if you have the time or whatever. But actually, we could do without it. Uh, but actually, the the the, the reality is, you can't do without information. That you can't do anything without information. So, it's more central than most people would realize, and uh, and they need to get their heads around it. Everyone. I, I, I think no I, that, yeah no no that's that's a great way to position it and I, I suppose I'm conscious of, of time today so I know we only have another uh, few minutes left but one of the things I do want to touch on is uh, you know we talked about community and I'm really interested to know when we look at, at uh, technology um, what, what job the technology does is usually only part of the conversation there's a whole cultural shift that needs to happen to actually create the change that that prioritizes um the the digital approach and that's something that i think maybe has been underestimated in the construction industry in ireland so I mean, you, you might just it yourself you talk about talk that to each other mm. you, know, the, you have all these groups and they're all doing their thing but nobody's nobody's coming together and talking to each other so the the bringing together of people to get get them to talk to each other 
is so important um, and that's that's what community is about it's and that's what we've been trying to do for the last three years now we're trying to to bring the clients and bring the designers and bring the contractors and bring the operators and bring the project managers and quantities of it and all these people with different interests and um, bring them together and let them start talking to each other trying to come up with a common language between them so that they can understand each other and the underlying thing that holds them all together is the digital information that they all need yeah <laughs> i mean you... when we talk when we talk about collaboration look we we read the word collaboration in every document that comes from every government department and i think we all know that that means very little in, on the ground yeah. whereas actually i do see some great examples of it so bringing people together that's good in theory what does that look like on the ground uh, for the Irish construction industry? Well, we, I suppose um, I can't speak. I don't see anything in Ireland, really. I, I, my view, I mean, this is maybe going back to my pessimistic, realistic, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I see lots of groups. I see groups like MMC Ireland doing their thing and Green Building Ireland doing their thing and Lean Construction Ireland doing their thing. And yeah, I see lots of groups focused on their thing but those groups are not collaborating they're not coming together uh, do you know what I, 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 I'm going to have to <laughs> and, I'm going to have to to put that one that that myth to bed because actually that's genuinely not the case in fact only before Christmas we had MMC Ireland uh, working with the Irish Green Building Council to deliver something and they were both working with Construct right. Innovate in the University of Galway. So actually, I, I, and in fact, uh, Property Industry Ireland, that's part of IBEC, was part of that as well. So we're seeing a huge uh, breaking down. Well, I'm excited to hear across, that because that hasn't been the case for many years. So it's really, yeah. it's exciting that that's happening eventually in the, in this industry, that people are coming but together Ralph, and it's talking not just, It's not yeah. just about being exciting. The reality is this sector, uh, this this um area of focus is being very well resourced by the state right now so actually it's so important that the industry uses its voice to make sure that when the state recognizes the importance of this and is willing to resource it there's money made available there that uh, actually that funding is going to the right place well resourced because i mean I if, be, if, I you believe take, it if you is. take build digital project mm. as an example i mean the state put two and a half million in over five years for for the sector that delivers is it 30 something billion um of outputs each year it's it's really a drop in the ocean you know if oh, you're, but Ralph you're, you're looking but um genuinely you're looking at one very small piece of the yeah, much wider ecosystem yeah. and quite frankly I'm not going to load on the criticisms that that particular project got in the media in 2023 but i really don't think that can be hailed as one of our star performers that has not been one of the success stories out of the yeah. uh, journey towards uh, innovation and and digitization of the construction sector so i think it's really important that we but i suppose what we separate just, that what out. we've tried to do in the last few years is take more of a global approach mm. um i mean ireland we, we'd like to see ireland position itself in a global context and not just be introspective so we we've tried to establish a community a global community of people on this subject bringing people from all parts of the the world together and so that's what our community around the BIM coordinator summit is the summit is just an event where these people come together once a year but actually 
the, the community that is coming together 364 other days of the year from all parts of the world, bringing expertise uh, together because there's countries that know a lot more than us in Norway. Yeah, uh, actually, whatever. I think that's, and, and that's a fantastic get, initiative. Getting those yeah. conversations going and the sharing of knowledge, um, but, but involving Ireland in that bigger picture uh, and allowing people in Ireland who want to position themselves in a in a bigger picture um, is what we're kind of focusing on at the moment. So. Um, I actually, I think that's one of the, the really good, strong initiatives that's happening at an industry level, um, really towards building community. So I suppose very briefly, you might just explain what BIM Heroes is, that particular initiative, because I think it's something that could be a really powerful um tool to actually get a conversation started within the industry and and help build momentum in a positive way that we're not just responding to regulations that we're not just responding to external drivers but that actually uh you've got the industry on the same page focusing on deliver delivering best in class so talk to us a little yeah. bit about uh, bim heroes yeah so bim heroes is about bringing leaders together so that i mean the heroes we we've played on we've created this narrative of the hero, which is the the type of person that is willing to confront and face a challenge and not run away from it. <laughs> um, you know, so it's people who, who like that. So we're trying to bring those type of people together, the leaders, people are really driving innovation, driving forward. It's a small minority of the world is is in, in that category. Like if you if you look mm -hmm. at um you know, the adoption innovation normal distribution curve like the people who are in that sort of innovative and early adopter category are probably you know less than 15 percent of the world you know yeah, but, other, uh, other people Ralph, are, are followers that's... but we want to bring these people together we want to get yeah. them talking to each other we want to get them to share knowledge with each other across regions and um and that way we we feel uh, that we will get them away from this niche conversation and, and yeah. make it more central to to the way uh real estate well not only real estate all all um the whole built environment operates i mean the the way the built environment operates at the moment is very poor it's uh, it's uh, too costly both financially and environmentally it's too slow like we, we across the world we, we're not delivering enough infrastructure for people not enough delivering enough housing or education even in ireland we, we we say we're a first world country but we don't have enough housing we don't have enough schools we don't have enough hospitals we don't have enough infrastructure to support our economy so um yeah the the industry is just not functioning in the way it should and we want to bring the leaders together and say well how can we solve this i mean we we know we i mean we we sort of know the answer the answer is to improve the way we do things through and through the use of technology, but yeah. we we need to work out the practicalities of that, um, you know, in a in a, concert, a concerted and collaborative way. So that well, I and I think what you've done through the through the BIM coordinator summit and look, I I fully acknowledge what you're saying there that that's kind of one day of the year and actually the real work, the heavy lifting of this is done kind of all of the other days of the year and I think that's a great initiative um but what yeah, we'd love we to do a is... platform actually where yeah so that's we've where people can come together it's like a it's almost like a linkedin but it's a dedicated platform where people can have discussions meet each other uh you know, converse with each other share knowledge 
discuss the knowledge because somebody might share something and some other people would say, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Yeah. So, um, and it's fascinating to see what's, what's coming out of it. And we purposefully try to create a space for everyone. So there's a space for clients to discuss things like legal matters, how procurement works, um, et cetera. There's, there's spaces for project managers, quantity surveyors, you know, like everybody has a place where they can, Fantastic. And I'm sorry, Ralph, apologies. I know we're really short for time today. Just very briefly, how can people find the information for that and get involved? Yeah, bimhero.io if if is the you just join you join the platform and um look around and find find your space, find your people, connect with people and uh I love that. Transform, yeah. transform your business, transform your economy, your projects, and make things better. Make, make things better. That's the crux of where we need to be at. So, and um, that's a great suggestion there. Log on, find your find your tribe. This is the value of community, and it's something that we really appreciate. So, well done to you and the team uh, for pulling that together because I know there's a huge amount of work goes into it. So, well done, and we encourage as many people as possible in the industry to get involved. Yeah. Um, that's all we've time for today. Thank you for joining us. Um, that was Ralph Montague, Director of ArcDocs and co-founder of the BIM Coordinator Summit. Um, my thanks to producer Katie Tallon and to the audio team at Hear Me Roar Media. Before we go, just a special word of thanks to our sponsor, PropTech Ireland, for supporting the podcast and for making these conversations possible. Also, thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of the PropTech Hot Seat. In the meantime, please be sure to check out all of the other Irish and real estate, uh, international real estate and construction shows here on iProperty Radio. <laughs>